0: Link, start. SENPHY SENPHY Catchy till I die. All these lollies call me. Rubbing on her die, she stay wet for her. Saudi so Kawaii, it would die for her. Riding, watching, tie all the time with. What up, weebs, and welcome into another riveting edition of the Anime Senpai Podcast. Oh, fans, family, and friends, it's always great to sit down, spend some time together, and to put on a performance at a show live from the iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and Premiere Radio Network studios in Los Angeles, where the angels rest their head. I'm extremely grateful that any of you spend a moment of your time with me, and we can continue on this adventure together into the world of anime like nobody has done before with riveting, exciting takes. The utmost and always focal point of entertainment and Excitement and giving you my wholehearted love and affection every single time we do this show because if I'm not having fun doing this, I will not do this. If I don't put every ounce of me into one of these episodes, then I will not record one of these episodes. I will trash it, can it, throw it to the side, and say, Why would I even bother wasting your time? I don't do this just to do this. I do this because I love this. I love anime, and I love giving you guys something that you can look forward to every single week and can also have something of value to give to yourself and the ones you love. So before I go even any forward or say anything else, take all of my love, my positivity, and excitement because you deserve to have a brighter day ahead and to do everything you wish to do and accomplish in this life. Just remember... You are the ultimate captain of your adventure in this world. No matter what happens, no matter what comes your way, no matter what silliness or pettiness or negativity or even a lot of positivity, whatever it may be, you are the captain of your ship. You choose to go on your adventure in your own way and you decide which way to go. I don't know which voices I'm doing here accents, but you are the captain of your ship. Do not let anybody capsize you. Do not let anybody sail your sails whatever way or turn your anchors or whatever your ship and captain, whatever the terminology is for all of it. You were in control of your ship. So do not let anybody take away from you. Be very present in the moment and enjoy life and enjoy anime like we all do. So there's so many good things to get into today. So many things to talk about. Summer season is starting. It's going to be officially June 1st, or excuse me, July. It's going to be July 1st in a couple of days, which is crazy from when I'm recording this, but it's going to be amazing. And so, with a lot of these new animes coming out, and if you'd like to get a full summer preview, you can check the podcast before this one. I made sure to go through all of it and had some fun with you guys. F. Reimborn as a vending machine, by the way. If any of you guys watch that show, I'm mad at you. You're going in timeout. Do not support that damn show. We need to stop this isekai madness. But, I saw something today when I woke up. And I have to shout out the man who did it for me, Space Cowboy, one of the longest fans I've had on all of my shows, Shallow Oceans and this one as well. A big supporter on the Patreon side and welcome a new Patreon member, by the way. I'm going to shout out all the Patreon members here very soon. He posted something in the Discord. So when I woke up from a long, arduous trek home from Los Angeles, from a long night of editing and putting all of my stuff together for all the platforms and content that I record for you guys, I went to bed in the wee early morning hours, and when I awaken around 10 in the morning, I know 10 sounds late for some people, I rose, I shook out my arms, and I stretched for the world, and I opened my phone like most people do. And when I opened my phone, I went to Discord, because I like to stay prevalent with the family on Discord for the Anime Senpai. And I saw something from Space Cowboy. And he posted something that shooketh me to the core. It utterly changed my fiber of being and made me focus on nothing else. I almost forgot to breathe. I really did. This man got me to jump out of bed when I just woke up. Do you know how hard that is to do? Like a little behind the curtains for you. I've had a girl wake me up just for like some physical relations one time. And I still laid down. I didn't even wake up. I made her do everything. That just shows you like there is no... Set thing that will get me out of bed that quickly Like literally, I sleep through earthquakes But this man posted something in Discord That shook me to the core He posted that It is now official, and they did tease it On their Twitter earlier this year They are officially Announcing that Next year, in 2024 2024 Spice and Wolf Is going to come back To be remade and redone from the ground up to start at the beginning and to fully adventure down, hopefully to where the story is at this moment. To at the very least where Holo and Lawrence get married. Spoiler alert, I know, but I would love for it at least to get to that spot. Now, this has so much tied into it. I had to record the show literally the same day. I'm literally recording it the nighttime after the radio shows that I found out this news because we need to understand something here. There's a lot of older animes, and this one came out in the 2000s era. There's a lot of older animes now, and even older ones past this, that are going to be coming back. Remakes are here, and it's going to get insane with how this is going to progress as a society. But the thing that shakes me to this core this this, uh, people really don't understand how much I personally love Spice and Wolf. People don't understand how much it means to me as a person and as a fan of anime. And how much it connected to me on so many attributes from the genre of a fantasy slice of life uh, vibe. From the persona of what it's showing and it's captivating you from a medieval standpoint where there is no technology. It's not even a in. There is no fighting scenes like that over the top. The animation style back in the late 2000s wasn't the best. It has an older animation style. But the story progression, the world development... And the world that it throws you into is something of fantasy. It's the reason why I proclaim shows and series like The Matrix or Lord of the Rings or even Harry Potter or Star Wars. Anything that makes you think outside the box and puts you into a world that almost seems unimaginable or unobtainable. And gives you something to grow your imagination, to connect you to the youth aspects of when you were growing up, to bring you back to those moments where you were a child pulling a wheelbarrow up and down your driveway and going through the sidewalk and going to another person's driveway with somebody in the back, whether it be your sibling or a friend, and you were doing roller coasters. And we all know if we could have went back into that moment and tapped into that innocent youth again... We thought we were on roller coasters. Our hands were up, we were yelling and screaming. We're going back to when we had our camps and we were making little little tents in the backyard, or within our living room with our pillows and blankets and making it into a cabin. And the imagination factor of us becoming in a world outside of our own is something that I cherish. And it's why I feel always forever young is because I'm connected to something of value. I'm connected to the thing that the world tries to take from you, which is your innocence. It tries it tries so hard to deprive you of it and to tell you to grow up, to be a part of this world. And so many people I hear all the time, oh, watching those cartoons again. You got to grow up. Why are you watching cartoons? Be a man. Grow up and watch something that adults watch like football or Like, I don't know, Norco or something like that. Go watch UFC fighting. It's like, dude, first off, how dare you berate something without even knowing what you're talking about? Like, you're literally categorizing and categorizing everything within one spectrum into cartoons. Not even knowing how ignorant that sounds and how dumb you make yourself look. Like, for myself, sure, I'll have an opinion on something. I've talked about different series like One Piece, which I'm going to defend towards the end of this podcast, by the way. There's so many things that I'll talk about, but I'll give you an opinion. I won't tell you what to think, and I will never tell you what to do. You have to remember that. As somebody who consumes content like yourselves watching this, you have to be very careful who you allow to be your content creator, whether it be for anime, whether it be for life, whether it be for motivation, whether it be just for helpful advice, whatever it is. You need to be careful who you allow into your life and especially into your subconscious because the things you digest and allow yourself to consume is going to slowly integrate into your own life and the attributes of how you see this world so be very careful of that so to be around these people who are so ignorantly over the top and telling you what to do is a tall tale sign of themselves and the things they may be even going through themselves right so it it just irks me to hear people try to categorize anime as a cartoon and it's kind of crazy to me because the more you think about it that's so limiting Because there are spectrums of different things that are created for a certain type of audience base right like there are literally children's shows created on a cartoon Western animation style or even to an Eastern-based anime style. There are cartoons, and then it goes into shounens, which are for more of a a younger audience-based platform, right? And for the persona of younger people to enjoy. Then it goes up to seinenens, and it goes up even higher. It's the same thing with cartoons, right? Like, we have Adventure Time. We have all of these ones that are more for uh, young adults and stuff like that. And then it even escalates more, like, to South Park and stuff like that. Like, people who generalize something is crazy to me, because that's like saying all football is the same. Whether it be people playing in like a kids league, like AYSO soccer, which is like from 12 years old or 10 and up, to MLS, professional league. Oh, it's all the same. It's all soccer. Uh, no, there's different levels to this. And obviously you've never listened to a Drake song because he even says there's levels to this. It's the same thing with anime. And so to bracket everything like that, it's just it's just shame on you kind of a thing. You should never bracket everything into one spectrum and to generalize everything that you think is of perspective to yourself and for everybody else. Like, you know how crazy that sounds to me? But I just had to say that because I really think a lot of people don't focus on the fact that a lot of people in the content space and within the consumer base as well, people are getting very lost in the sauce. And I mean, we're turning negative on every attribute of our life, and it's questionable to me because sure, I come with strong takes. I'll say things that I believe, but there's never any negative connotation behind it. It might sound strong. I might call people out, like I said, for uh, reincarnate as a vending machine. If you watch it, you're dumb. Like it's just a statement. It's not a knock on your character, who you are, telling you you shouldn't or should watch it. I'm just being a perspective of entertainment, right? Like people don't understand. To create content, and to talk on anime as well, or to make an anime show or any of that stuff, you have to put on a performance. I can't just sit here and talk to you normal. Do you know how dull that would be? Hi guys, welcome in. It's Anime Senpai. Today we're going to talk about anime, and I want to talk about One Piece, and how excited I am for the One Piece adaptation. Today we have Jessica joining us. Hi guys, nice to be here. Hi Jessica, it's nice to have you. So... Question, um, are you an anime fan? Yeah, I would consider myself an anime fan. I've watched about seven of them before I came on the show. That's good. That's about four more than I've seen. Dog, like you don't understand. Entertainment is a performance. Whether it be in the center of an ample theater and you're putting on a show for everybody or to an animation show like an anime and the voice actors behind it, That is why sub is superior to dub. Do you know why? It's not about preference. It's not about easier to watch for you to listen and understand the language without having to read the whole time. It's the fact of the persona and the engagement and the performance value they put into their roles. It's not a competition. Us here in America, these dub voiceover actors, it's not a competition. They're not paid the same. They're not getting as much work as these Japanese artists are. And they are not pro, I guess you could say... On a pro level of celebrity like they are in Japanese culture because anime is a big part of it. So if you're a prominent voice actor out there, you're a big deal. So I'm just saying that you have to be more aware of all this and we have to be more engaging and understanding of being more positive because a lot of the attributes I see within this world now, it's getting very negative. Like I'm saying very negative and it hurts my heart. And so I don't like seeing people justify all of these different things by just proclaiming something to be as it should be and then just being so monotone and then telling other people what they need to do. It's like, bro, that's not how this works. So I was going to save this, but since I'm on this selection right now I'm gonna keep going in. So a big focal point on this, and we'll get back to Spice and Wolf in all of these new remakes and adaptations. I am actually pissed off that there's so many people already talking schmack, and I mean schmack. They're talking schmack on the One Piece adaptation. It blows my effing mind that a small group of people who got to do the screening or watch it or whatever it is are already coming out and talking negative about this adaptation a month before it's even publicly released for anybody to watch. And where do you even get the goal to say negative things about this? Like, dude, it blows my mind that people still don't understand what an anime adaptation is. And so I will defend one piece here because, again... I don't think the one-piece anime side is by far the greatest anime ever made. It's a statement to be made. It's my personal preference, and it's not wrong or right. It's just a preference. (laughs) Like, I could tell you Del Taco has the best tacos in the world. Of course, that's not true. But hey, if it's the best to me, I'm not wrong, right? You know, like, it's just everybody's preference. So, for people to come out and already be talking schmack To all of this one piece persona and building up this aura. And even when I did a quick video promoting the new adaptation on TikTok, there were a few people talking about how they didn't care. They're worried. They don't want this. They don't want that. It's like, can we pause for a second here and really talk about this on an analytical and from an intellectual standpoint? Adaptations, live adaptations, will never be the same as an anime. You will never be able to go over and exceed The anime that you fell in love with. It's not going to happen. It's not even going to come close. So for you to walk in with expectations so high, you're already setting yourself up for failure. You can't do this in all walks of life. I can't go on a first date with somebody that I just met and we just started talking, expecting them to be the love of my life and my future wife. Bro, that's setting such a high expectation I'm going to be disappointed when I meet her. She might not even look like her pictures. You know how much cat fitting and filters are nowadays? Like, dude, the fact y'all women put on so much makeup before we go outside is a whole nother issue. But, dude, whatever makes you happy, do your shtick, you know? I'm just saying there's so much that you've built yourself up to already. You're leaving yourself up for nothing but failure. You need to go in with no expectations and tell yourself, like, you know what? Hey, man, the conversation was cool when we talked. I'm just hoping for a good night. I'm hoping for some good food. Good conversation and to not get bored, like you know, simplistic things that seems very obtainable. Like just to go and enjoy the conversation, get to know the person, and possibly maybe go on a second date. Maybe like somebody, maybe get a little handsy and feelsy if it goes well. I don't know. I'm just saying you should be optimistic and setting yourself up with low expectations. So now from the adaptation side. Every single person, and I mean literally every effing person I talk to about anime adaptations, especially on the live side, always talk shmack. That's like the the word of the day for me here. Shmack. I don't understand it. Like, I'm confused. I'm really stumped. And I don't understand how this stigma is literally building into this whole persona now of a reality. It's honestly sickening. Why are we so negative to this attribute of something that's helping the entertainment industry thrive more from an anime perspective to the normies? Just for one example, dog, there are so many people... Who think anime is kiddie, lewd, over the top, just downright, just ugh. And it's like, just, it has all this fixations and all this perviness and all this stuff. It's just weird. It's like, dog, a lot of the time when I watch some of these shows with this fan service and stuff, I don't, I can't deny it. Like, I can't hate on them. It's actually true in a lot of stuff. So why is it that, for yourself, are you so selfish now that you are honestly, without even realizing it, you're becoming a gatekeeper I'm sorry to tell you this from a bad perspective. You sound like a gatekeeper. You're literally gatekeeping the world outside of anime from your enjoyment. Because if you're biased and the things that you want it to be, that it will never be able to obtain to, like, it's like, you're starting a basketball team. You know all your friends around you are under six foot, and you're like, y'all better show up 6'2 or we failed. It's impossible! Once you break your bones and stretch them, it's impossible! Why are we doing this? Why are you being a gatekeeper? Like, I literally had a video I posted from one of my old podcasts, from one of the more recent ones, where I said, Are anime fans, fans of anime? It's a legit question, and most of them that you know are not. I'm sorry to pop your little bubbles here. You're not an anime fan. Do you watch a plethora of different animes every new season? Do you go back and study the categories of past shows that are distinguished in the category of anime as some of the founding fathers? Have you spent time watching some of the big three? Have you went outside and watched shows that nobody even talks about? Have you found shows that nobody would ever know about? Do you go out and read manga, some light novels? Do you go out to different events? Do you do all this stuff? No, you don't. You know why you watch anime now? Because one, it's everywhere and it's accessible. Two, when we all got locked up in COVID, y'all had nothing better to do. And three, it's now so culturally accepted, it's just like superheroes now. And this is why, again, I have no ill will or malice. Like, trust me, I'm just passionate. I'm not upset at all. This just gets me hot. Like, I'm literally starting to shvet here. It's just like superheroes. And why I personally never got into Marvel. I never watched any of them. I never watched any of them with, you know, the the gauntlet of destiny or whatever. The guy that's snapping half the world away, whatever all their names are. I don't watch any of them. None of the new Spider-Mans. I don't watch any of them. Do you know why? I got turned off. Because, personally... I like things when they're more low-key. And this isn't trying to be like, oh, I'm a contrarian. I was somebody here first before all of you schmucks followed me. I'm the first one to find gold here before the great gold pilgrimage or whatever. No, I'm saying that when something is more authentic and Hollywood hasn't touched it yet, it's more pure and it's legit some of the best form of entertainment you will ever find. It's the same comparison and analogy I can use to some of your favorite all-time artists within the music industry. When they're starving, and I mean broke, poor, no girlfriends or boyfriends, absolutely have nothing but their music to keep them sane. And the dream of becoming famous, rich, and just having no more problems is the driving force. And they're talking about all of their sorrows, their downwards, their suffering, everything. Why the hell do you think Eminem blew up so big? Why do you think most rappers you listen to, any of the good ones, are talking about the passion and things they've went through until they get to the top? Because when you find somebody who is hungry, passionate, driven, and has literally nothing on their side, it is some of the all-time best performances and also category of entertainment stuff they will give you that nobody will be able to match. It's the same truth about anime. And unfortunately, just like when I was spitting here with Marvel and superheroes, I liked the old school. I liked Tommy McGuire. I liked... Having Heath Ledger, even if that one, you know, that was still not even popping yet with that new Batman scene. We were just kind of getting more to the Marvel verse there. I liked back with, I'm spacing on their name though, but it's like with Jack Nicholson when he was the Joker. And I'm forgetting the guy's name now that played Batman back then, but I like the older ones because... It wasn't as big as it is now to where everybody loves it. I mean, dude, when I was in high school, if I went to high school back in, I think it was like 2008, if I showed up with, say, a Batman, Superman, Captain America shirt or whatever it is, like the big shield shirts you see everywhere now, I would have got picked on heavy. I would have got laughed on Heavy. I would have got thrown into lockers and probably talked down to even by people I knew heavy and been like, why are you wearing this dude? Are you stupid? Are you trying to make yourself a target? That big shield is literally a freaking star on your shirt, like shirt. Forget this guy. But now those same people who talk schmack are taking their kids and they're all wearing the shirts and I'm fine with it. I'm not against it. Like, don't take me wrong here. I'm not gatekeeping. I'm saying that's why I fell out of love, because if everybody wants the same girl, I don't want her. Why do I want the same girl everybody else wants? She can have anybody. Sure, she might pick me. But would she really pick me? Think about that. For every one guy that this girl is that you know that you're talking to, she's talking to probably three more. I'm just being realistic. This is the harsh truth of our reality with social media. Same thing happens with all these superhero movies. The same thing's happening now with anime. It's not gatekeeping to be honest with people. And it's not gatekeeping to tell all of you to get off of your high whores and to stop talking schmack about live anime adaptations. You need to grow the F up and stop being a child about this. Stop having these expectations that are unobtainable. Stop holding this one piece live adaptation to unobtainable, realistic limitations that we have as humans do you understand this do you know that luffy literally the guy the character who's playing luffy cannot stretch his arm out and then come back in with a punch that's called cgi they have to animate a lot of this and so what they're trying their best to do on a plethora of these live adaptations they're trying to make it a live form of the anime and so just like i explained to you there's a lot of corniness that's tied into this there's a lot of things that seems weird Or the dialogue just seems corny. Dog, go back and watch the anime. Most of it is if you watch it from an outside perspective and put your fandom and your loliness and all that other stuff, your simpness, all that to the side. And your fandom, it is corny. Trust me. I know. When I watch a lot of shows that people are big on that I don't care about, bro, you can see holes. That's what happens. That's like being, taking the goggles off when you're in love with somebody. You're going to see all their flaws. That's what happens when the honeymoon phase dies. Why do you think relationships don't last? Why do you think divorce is all up for that? It's because we're not being as committed as we should be, and we're not there for the good times and the bad times. So, with these adaptations, and I really mean this when I say this, lay the F off of already saying negative things about One Piece until everybody can watch it. If you're somebody who already saw it, just say it wasn't for you. Don't talk schmack on it. Just say it wasn't your cup of tea. But even then, I would still argue you have a false perception of Understanding. There's so many people again that talk so much crap on these live adaptations. I just don't get it. Like, do you know how many have already come out years, some of these before now, that are actually halfway decent or even enjoyable? Trust me, I'm not talking about Avatar The Last Airbender, that M. Night Shyamalama ran into the ground. That's completely different. I'm not talking about the Dragon Ball Z one, which is completely different. A lot of people talked bad about it. I'm sure it wasn't that good. But I wrote down a few here that I personally enjoyed because of what they put into it. I'll start with one right now. Kakiguri. They made a live adaptation series from it, and it's sensational. I love the fact how all these characters in a classroom freeze, and they literally have to stop moving their eyes, blinking everything, and breathe with all that to just let a character rift and act like the whole world paused around them. That's amazing. How about another one like Let's Go to Bleach? Did you see any of the Bleach ones that I saw on Netflix? Amazing. How about Orange, which is a sensational anime series that's actually pretty emotional and it's about future letters going to the past or present, whatever it is, trying to save a friend's life from committing suicide. It's a powerful show and the live adaptation was actually fun to watch. How about the Full Metal Alchemist ones that are on Netflix right now? If you literally sit here and tell me that those aren't good, you're just kidding yourself. They are actually so much fun to watch. And people will always throw this political mumbo jumbo cancel bullshit around like, oh, Edward and Elric, they weren't, they're supposed to be more white. Oh, how come these are Asian characters? Because it was made in Japan. Are we really gonna have this dumb conversation? Oh, you know, Cowboy Bebop, that's not the right skin tone. That's why does it matter? Why are you so stuck on skin color? Dog, that's why we can't get past racism. Why does it matter how the characters look? Why don't you enjoy the performance, dude? What is this bullshit I keep hearing? Dog, Full Metal Alchemist, the live adaptation, as well as the Death Note one, the Japanese side, not the English side. I know the English side had a lot of flaws. I personally enjoyed it because I love to see Ryuk and L in Light in a physical persona and seeing how these characters played it in their own way. I thought it was enjoyable. Sure, it was their own type of character. You have to remember, this is why I always say anime is far superior to anything that's live is because actors end up being themselves you have to remember actors are people with personalities and their own vessel with their soul right like this is a own persona it's very hard for you to become another complete character and not have a little bit of yourself trickle into the role sometimes it's impossible especially the way they look their act their influxes their character their the way that they glance or they smirk or whatever it's going to be impossible to uh, to capture an anime character because you have to remember anime characters made up from nothing so you can create anything a real person is limited to how they look and makeup and you know like cgi additive you know like cheekbones or whatever there's only so much you could do so you have to see they're trying at least they are I mean, The Disastrous Life of uh, Psyche K. It's a comedy-based one. And I love the live adaptation. It's actually funny. They do a good job. Uh, Gintama. Have you seen the Gintama live action? It's such a fun time. Classroom of the Elite, dude. Or excuse me, Assassination Classroom. I wish they did Classroom of the Elite. Assassination Classroom with Koro Sensei. Like, all I'm trying to say here, and all I'm really trying to iterate here for you and just putting my heart on my sleeve here is that We need to stop being so much on things that don't really matter that much. Stop putting your false persona on these live adaptations that won't happen. Speed Racer was a great time when I watched it on the live adaptation. So was Rurouni Kenshin. Just do yourself a favor and do this for me as your senpai. Just go into it with an open mind and expect nothing. Expect just to waste time at the end of the day. And then guess what? You might actually have the time of your life. You probably won't have the time of your life. But I'm saying at least you'll have a good time. At least you'll enjoy it. At least you'll leave with something new and something to talk about with your friends. Sure, again, have your opinion if you didn't like it. That's fine. I'm somebody who loves Sword Art Online, but I can sit here and tell you after the first half of season when it falls a little bit, Gun Gale is absolutely pointless and dumb to me. Alicization is pretty on par and close to being the best part of it, but then it gets weird with the whole space stuff at the end. Like, I'm, I can be here analytical with you, but I still love the show. It's a grandfather of isekais these days. Just do us a favor. As an anime culture, as me as a content creator, as me as a podcaster, as me as just a human being, a vessel within this life, let's do better. Let's stop talking crap on these adaptations before they're even out. I don't care what these screenwriters and people say. Dude, I'm the person, when a new movie is about to come out, I don't go to Rotten Tomatoes, which is paid out by Disney or whoever it is. So they're going to be biased on their stupid movie reviews. I don't care what these reviewers say. They're not me. They're not going to eat food for me. I'm the one that's going to eat the food. They're not going to watch it for me. I'm the one that's going to watch it. So I'm going to tell you if I'm entertained. I don't care what anybody else says. I'm not going to cut my hair to make you happy. I do it for myself. I don't wear shirts to make you happy. I like them. I don't wear these shorts or go to the gym to look buff so somebody will date me. I want to be in shape. It's for yourself. Be yourself. Be selfish. Who cares what people say? Golly, man. That's my rant about live adaptations. and I really wanted to talk about Spice and Wolf. I didn't want to go on this whole soliloquy, but I did. (laughs) So, besides adaptations coming out and the greatness that can develop from them, if we stop being big-headed dickheads about it, I didn't watch, you know, Cowboy Bebop because I didn't care to. So, I mean, I can be a little bit of, you know, a hypocrite there, but that's fine. I didn't talk smack on it. I just said I didn't care. But, with Spice and Wolf (laughs) coming back out, and it's going to be remade, and it's going to be rebooted, and it's going to start from the beginning again, I was hopeful that they would keep a lot of the animation style the same. And they did. They just made it better. They touched it up. You can go to uh, YouTube, and you can type in 2024 Spice and Wolf Remake, or I think the title for the new one is uh, Spice and Wolf Merchant Meets the Wise Wolf. It's going to be a great time, because just from the quick I think it's like a minute and a half, two minute preview. They let you see when you see the beginning and you get to see the buildup to where Lawrence is going through this little village. They're cutting the wheat because it's harvest time. Holo hides in the back of his uh, his carriage his like wheelbarrow thing, wagon, whatever. And it's the moment where he meets her for the first time. And she's basically tucked in under all of the pelts like the wolf stuff. It's like basically like fur that he he pelts up and he sells it right she wakes up in the middle of the night she's butt naked she flips her hair back and her red eyes look up at the moon and she howls and just seeing how they animated her hair fly back the way her ears look the way her character design is like it it gave me chills it literally got me excited and it revigored that nostalgic factor that we look for as individuals because Time doesn't exist. There is no past. There is no present. It's just a continued motion of right this moment, right? So the person you were when you were two is the same person now. You've just done a lot of shit during it, right? And slept. The same thing is now. And so when I can get a show that I can argue is a masterpiece, it's a 10 out of 10 for what it's meant to do, for the performance it shows you, for everything it gives you, the dialogue, the setting, Even I continued and bought the entire light novel series, which is still going on, by the way. Like, let me give you a little bio here, okay, before I keep ranting. So Spice and Wolf, literally, the light novel came out in 2006 and is still going. She is still writing to this day. That's insane to think about. That's over 14, 15, 16, 17, like years. It's almost 20 years that this light novel has been going on, right? The manga series... Started back in 2007 2007. The first anime series Came out in 2008 And it was two seasons in total The spin-off, which is Wolf in Parchment Which is basically Holo And Lawrence's kid that goes on Now her own adventure That started in 2016 And is still going on right now Which I am up to date on that light novel Series as well, plus there's a Plethora of video games, plus a VR Video game, and the fact that Now we're going to have Spice and Wolf merchant meets the wise wolf that starts in 2024 this is a big deal this isn't just some random show that's getting a reboot. This isn't just some out-of-the-woodwork, w- some random thing that they just grabbed out of nowhere, and they're just like, uh, you're going to get remade. Like, it's like a freaking game at a casino or at, like, I don't know, an arcade that has, like, the claw. The claw! And it's just, like, a big old pile of animes, and they're just like, uh, boop, what do we get? Spice and Wolf? All right, you're going to be remade. No, this has a fandom, and if you ever meet anybody that has actually watched Spice and Wolf... And gave it the chance, as I was mentioning with adaptations for the live side, with no expectations, going in there to sit down and watch it and to really get consumed and enjoy it and let the story take you for an adventure. I have a hard time thinking they didn't like it. I loved it. It's the first tattoo I got on my arm. Like, do you see this? I'll stand up for this. It was the first big piece tattoo that I got on my arm, and then the other side is, you know, zero, zero, 002, but that's for a whole other conversation. I fell in love with her. I fell in love with a fictional character. And that sounds crazy to say. I know. You're thinking already right now, like, this is why. Dude, Alex, you're the reason why people don't like anime. You're in love with a fictional character that isn't real. What's real? <laughs> like, if you think about it, aren't we all fictional characters? Aren't we all just a made-up persona that we use to adapt to ourselves, to navigate through in this world, this matrix system, to make ourselves feel like we have value and identify with our, our views, our beliefs, our religion, our politics, whatever it is? You strip that all away. Are we real? Who are you? Take everything away. Drop everything. Your family, your friends, your work, your desires, your passions, everything. Who are you? Aren't you made up? I mean, come on. We can have this deep conversation. I'm not saying it's a physical thing I can touch. It's the persona Of the character that was created. And I know it's not real. I know that for a persona, a lot of these anime characters we fall in love with or we adore or we admire or we relate to because we find parts of ourselves within them. And so, for myself, I'm pretty sure you've gotten the case by now. I'm a very articulate person. I love to talk. I love to express myself. And I'm very open and not shy about what I believe in and the things I see. And I stand firm on them, but I'm very open to changing my position and moving a different direction. That's called evolution. That's called evolving. That's called adapting. That's called consciousness. It's called evolving your spirituality, you know? So, for me to find a character so early in my anime viewership when I got back into it about, shoot, over 10 years ago now, when I watch this show, it's the first DVD series that I bought completed for a show. It's the first light novel set that I've completed and I keep up with. It's the first spinoff set that I've completed and I've kept up with. It's the first limited edition medieval hardcover book that's numbered and serial number that's worth thousands of dollars and I got my hands on one and I bought it. Like, it's to do that Is not over the top, but it does make you a fanatic. It's the fact that I want to support something that I believe truly is good. It's what you do for your friends and family, right? Like if you have a family member that's starting a clothing company, aren't you going to buy all their clothes they drop just to support them? Aren't you going to listen to all their music just to support them? It's the same thing, dude. We support with our time and our money because money is time. This show is one of a kind. This show is literally based on economics. Dog. I really challenge you to find another show that does what Spice and Wolf does. I challenge you to find a show that's based off of bartering and trading and being a merchant and traveling through this world with some of the greatest dialogue you will ever get to incorporate into your daily life and watching of Lawrence and Holo. And I mean, when you meet Kraft Lawrence, this traveling merchant, he is such a phenomenal character. He's a guy that is just Good, honest, and he has a big heart and he's very stern and he can lead because he knows what he wants. And then when he meets Holo the Wise Wolf, I mean this when I say this, she needed somebody like him in her life. Otherwise, it would have never worked out because she is very passionate. She is very boastful. She's very proud. She is a wise wolf. She's a deity in a sense. And so at the same time, though, She is a softie because she doesn't want to be alone anymore. She's been alone for a long time because the villagers that she made a promise to, a very old promise a long time ago to help this village, it's wheat to harvest, to be there to protect it so they can thrive. Over years and years and years and generations of generations, she was forgotten, but she kept her promise. How many women out there would keep their promise even after being forgotten? I'm just saying something that's not obtainable really in this life. Why do you think I like this character? And even though she did finally meet this guy and kind of force herself into a partnership with him, he saw a mutual benefit from it. And she respected that. And so they became a symbiotic relationship. They both benefited each other. It wasn't one using the other, which a lot of these modern day relationships are. I'm not trying to turn into a relationship show here. Relationship ho. That's what they are. But I'm not trying to be a relationship show. But most relationships, whether it be friendship, whether it be family, whether it be intimate, romantic, whatever it may be, they're mostly one-sided. And I really ask you and make you question this, look at your surroundings, question the people you're around. Really think to yourself, am I in a good place with good people or are these people just using me? You know how you can tell? Stop hitting them up, see what happens. It's a good test. It's really a good test because... If you stop hitting somebody up, do they hit you up? Do they? It's a good question to ask. Are you always the one texting them first? Say it's somebody you're interested in romantically. Are you always the one starting the conversation? What happens if you pull yourself away? Do they follow? Or do they just let you be? And you can sit here and tell me, well, they're just respecting your space. You just stop texting them, so they just let you be. Isn't that weird, though? You guys have been talking. And then just to uh, ghost? It's normal. Wow. Okay. If that's how you want to live, go for it. Me personally, I got a a handful, a really small circle. Like I'm I'm saying less than five fingers, right? That small circle, if something doesn't pop off or something doesn't happen for a while, I reach out. You know why? Because those are my people. I got to make sure my people are good. I know we got life. We get busy. Trust me. I need more time in the day. 24 hours is not enough for me, but I still make time. If anybody ever tells you this, and I'm going to get real with you here. You can go listen to Shallow Oceans podcast, which is the other one I do, which is the life one. You'll love my rants about all this life stuff. I really mean this when I say this. If you're with somebody and they don't respect your time and they don't reach back out to you to check on you and they don't put the time and effort to show you that they care, trust me, they're not the ones. Because the ones that aren't there for you at the bottom, trust me, they shouldn't be there for you when you're at the top. It's not the right people to have around you. Be smart and be calm and be wise. Like the wise wolf. That's why I brought that up. Holo is very smart about who she chooses in her life. This anime shows you exactly how this works because throughout this show and just from the anime side, right? I'm not going to go into the light novel side because I want you guys to be surprised when this comes out again because I am going on a prediction here. I do believe that with this reboot and this remake, I do believe this show will actually continue for multiple seasons. I think this is going to be extremely well received because of the new style of anime fans that have been brought in and especially the new world of anime we're within. I think we're going to get to a spot now that where all of this fandom is going to slowly trickle itself into where these more kind of subtle ones. So let's say Diamond in the roughs, right? Not a shonen, not a seinen, but something that is now more so like an old school vibe show is going to come back and actually take the light the way it needs to go. So I have a lot of hope then for Spice and Wolf. I think these fans are going to be able to carry it to a new level that the cult following that was before all of this is now going to be able to enjoy. Yo, dude! (laughs) Another dude in the studio. (laughs) Me! And it's, it's true, though. You have to remember that a lot of people who are the diehard fans for a lot of these original shows... When they're remade, it's going to bring a new fandom. And that's okay. I want to celebrate the things I love with more people. I mean, why wouldn't I? It's the same thing like cooking a good meal. It tastes better with somebody who enjoys it with you. You can enjoy it for a good amount of time yourself, but to have somebody else who enjoys it with you just hits a little different, right? So I think that truly this show is unique. Spice and Wolf is absolutely deserving of... and deserving of getting a reboot and being remade. It's absolutely one of the best shows to bring to people's attention something outside of the mundane and the popular shonen brand. This is something that I believe can carry so many more people into a new setting, just like, for example, My Dress Up Darling did. A lot of people don't realize I do believe My Dress Up Darling should have been the anime of the year within the season that was released. I think it was last year, 2022. That should have been the anime of the year over cyberpunk edge runners for a simple fact that it's a slice of life genre in a high school setting about cosplaying and everybody was watching it. It was above Demon Slayer and Attack on Titan releasing the same time in the season for multiple weeks. That's an accomplishment. I think they are the only ones that could have done because nobody else did it during that season and nobody else would have. Even if cyberpunk came out, they might have been towards the top here and there, but I do still believe that my dress up darling would have carried it more because there's so much that was tied into it. The waifu setting, having a character that can grab the male audience from a multitude of ways, something that can become a a cultural meme or a cosplaying phenomena, or even just a content persona of a trend. That is what my dress up darling did. And I know for a fact Spice and Wolf is going to do it too. I'm going on the record here. I'm saying when this show comes out and people start watching it, a lot of people are going to talk about it and it's going to be so cool to see people enjoy it because again, I, I love it, man. I was there when it was there. I mean, I was somebody who was a ride or die. I, I talk about it so much that it, it kind of does hurt when people see the front of my tattoo on my half anime sleeve and they're like, oh, is that Roth Talia? Bruh, don't you dare slight holo like that. So this show is going to be beautiful. It's a show that's based on something, nothing else is. It's a story unlike any other, a relationship that I yearn for in my life, and I would wish to obtain one day. Probably won't happen here in America, especially with how the culture is these days, but at least I can yearn for it. At least I can try, and at least I can still have hope, and at the very least, I can still see it in an entertainment setting, and that still gives me hope, you know? Hope is the thing that carries us alive. I know they say hope is a dangerous thing, that's bullshit. Hope is not a dangerous thing. It's like passion and emotions. If your emotions control you, you're in a bad vibe. But if you let your emotions back you and you're the driver, you're one of the most powerful people I know. Kind of crazy, right? So I had to do my justice on that. And I had to do an emergency recording. I wasn't planning to record a podcast until this weekend to talk about a lot of different stuff. But I want to stay topical, too. When something pops up, I want to be able to react to it. And I need to get it out to you guys because you deserve to hear it and enjoy it as well. So I thought to myself too, before I let you guys out of here today, what are a couple shows off the top of my head that I personally would love to see be remade or get rebooted and have their opportunity to come out again with updated anime style, maybe furthering the storyline and the progression of what was told because in Spice and Wolf, I mean this when I say this, they can have seasons of content available for them if they choose to keep going and if it's well received. Just like Trigun, right? Trigun came back. Uh, Roroni Kenshin is coming back Uh, We're seeing a lot of these other shows That are slowly going to make their way back to the limelight Because of where we're at now With anime, I'm super down with it Just like Naruto, Naruto I think it's going to have its own thing coming up soon too A few shows I thought about One of them is Death Note And now, there's a reason Why I say Death Note Death Note got a lot of flack When it built up To the L scene with light Yagami, right? Kira L. There There's so many people that love Death Note, and I mean love it. I've talked to so many people who have great things to say about it. They have it in their top 10. I think it's admirable. I think it was in one of my old top 10s. I need to redo my top 10 here soon, because I keep watching more shows. I think if Death Note was to do this, I think it would make it one of the pivotal and best shows of our time. Just like the Full Metal Alchemist effect, where Full Metal Alchemist was already out, and it was a good show but they came out and did full metal alchemist brotherhood and it put it in a new tier of a God setting a tier that most people will never be able to obtain themselves. I think if death note was to come back to be taken over by one of the top 10 studios for anime right now and was also built up and accentuated in a 12 to 24 spurt only going up to the L versus Kira phase and ends at the end where Kira and L have their completion of the battle back and forth and leave it there, I think it will be one of the best shows we've seen in our lifetime. Because that vibe, the music, the death god, the shimigamis, the death note itself, the chess game and the ma- the mental... Dude, amusement park we're going through in coaster of all these different circumstances and the things that seem so far-fetched and it's so far in advance and so many plays ahead of itself, it seems impossible. If we make it an updated anime with some top-tier animation style and the storyline at the end of after Akira's and Elle's battle, you tell me that won't be a top show. Because trust me, If anybody talks about Death Note, what is the only thing everybody says? After all, it got weird. I get it. I personally liked it. I like to see Nero. I like to see Light Yagami have free range and see his downfall. But most people didn't. That's fine. You do what I just said to Death Note, come back and talk to me and tell me that won't be a top show. Another one, Code Geass. Now, of Britannia, even that intro song... I don't know the words, but I can still sing it so good. Dude, Colors, I believe it was, or whatever the show, the intro song name is. I love Code Geass. I never thought I would fall so in love with a mech anime, but then here again I am with a mech tattoo on my arm, falling in love with Zero Two and uh, Sterlitzia from Darling in the Franks. I think. If Code Geass comes back, big anime company, let's say the same one doing Demon Slayer, puts the funding behind it, we get it revamped and does the whole entirety of it again from start to finish, dog, you can't tell me people wouldn't be hyped. Neon Genesis, Evangelion, Evangelion. You can't sit here and tell me if that show got a complete reboot and a remake and then You don't even have to do the original ending, which everybody was up in arms about because they're like, oh, dude, what do you mean none of it mattered? What do you mean? All the angels were literal just representations of self-reflections because Genji was having to look inside of himself and find out exactly who he was to accept himself because of his family attributes and family curses and all the bad things that happened to him. What do you mean? Everything was just a reflection of his inner battle with himself and when he got to the end of all of it and his father was actually accepting himself and maybe getting over his family father problems, he was actually able to sit there and look at the world around him and say that everything was just trying to make himself accept himself? What do you mean? i don't even think i said his right name was it genji (sighs) i don't remember his name but dude do you know how many people were literally pissed off at the ending of neon genesis that they wrote death threats to the guy and he had to redo the whole thing into a movie and just go back to the mech stuff the guy was literally telling you from an anime perspective and putting in a physical notion it's the same shit with demon slayer Are y'all writing the fucking director of Demon Slayer and saying, How dare you animate the water-style breathing and sword techniques and the mist-style and the fire-style? How dare you animate that when it doesn't even exist? It's not even really there. You're just doing it to make it make sense to my dumb mind. Are you writing death threats? Oh, no, you enjoy that. Oh, because it makes it more enjoyable. It's easy for your brain to understand. It was the same shit with Neon Genesis. They put the mechs and all that stuff in there so you can understand the inner battle Shinji had and that all of it was building up to him just understanding self, the test in front of himself. It was a whole matrix system like we're all fucking in. Sorry to cuss. I need to be more like Mr. Rogers and Jerry Seinfeld. I need to stop cussing so much. I just think that there's certain shows, Samurai Shamplo, Cowboy Bebop, Mushishi, if you give these older shows... The like pimp my ride. I don't know if you ever saw that show back in the day where he's like, "Hey yo, dog, we're gonna pimp your ride." And they like basically took like an old Mitsubishi or an old STI or whatever it was, or like an old Camry, and they pimped the shit out of it, and they made it look so du- super dope. Like, I I just think if you were able to pimp over these shows and touch them up, give them the des- the just deserve they need, and to bring it now to the next generation, because you have to remember every every ten years is like another generation, almost ten to twenty. These shows are almost 20 years old now. Some of them are older. They need to be brought back, touched up on, and ready for the next fandom, for the next fans. So we can all enjoy it again together because I know myself, I'll be a loyalist to the OGs, sure. But why wouldn't I want to see it touched up? Are you telling me that if you're, say, like a fan of Hondas, right? Let's say you've driven a Honda Civic since you were a kid. That's your first 97 Honda Civic. All in black, through some blacked out rims with a chrome accent on them, lowered it a little bit, put like a little spoiler on the back of it. You tell me eventually, like 10 years later, you don't want to get a newer model, like a new sport with a racing performance on it, the SI build or something, and enjoy the new performance to it? It's still the same thing you know and love. You're going to always have love and remember and talk about the old one, but you got a new one to enjoy in the moment because it's something fresh and topical. We need new stuff once in a while. You got to freshen it up. You can't just do missionary style with your lady or your husband the whole time and expect it to be riveting. That you're going to look at him and be like, get off me. Turn over. Put your head in the pillow and scream. Uh, <laughs> buddy, you know, like, I just think we got to be more positive and more open. And so for yourself, and this is a great question to leave you with, what shows do you want to come back that you grew up watching? What shows did you love when you were younger? Or what shows are you now watching now that you hope in, like, say, 10 years from now, if we're all around, hopefully, I mean, unless the sun burns us up, that you want to see it brought back again or continued? Like, No Game, No Life. I would love for that to come back. But I just really wanted to accent and focus on the fact that there's going to be shows that do deserve to have the time of day again and deserve to have the treatment of pimping them over. (laughs) Pimp that anime, you know? So... I'm just very passionate about this and it's why I stayed late today at the studios to record this for you. It's why I'm using the nice equipment to make my voice sound better for you guys and why I record it for Scoo to put his magic touch on so you can see my face and see my passion and that's why I think the YouTube side is something, even if you're just a fan of the audio to listen to, you should go enjoy the YouTube side because you get to see me in my element that I think my voice isn't always able to accentuate. So I love it, man. I'm extremely excited. I love Spice and Wolf. And if you watch it, like really watch it, and enjoy it, you might have a good time. I'm sure there might be some of you who have just been oversaturated and your endorphin release is so crazy or your attention span is so short. You don't have the time to sit there and enjoy a slow paced story. That's okay. You know, that's fine. It's not for everybody. But I don't believe you'll be able to sit there and tell me it's a bad show. I really judge your character as a person and what you define then as good and bad. Because I'm pretty sure if you're somebody that says you don't like Spice and Wolf, you're going to give me a big name show everybody likes as your favorite. That's okay. I mean, hey, everybody's entitled to their own. So, thank you. I really thank you guys for letting me do this little shtick here. Like this little rant. And allowing me to have this platform with you guys to talk about what I love, which is anime. And I also highly recommend, again, you guys go and search Shallow Oceans Podcast. It's three words, Shallow Oceans Podcast. Shout-outs to little Scoo, who edits all of my YouTube videos. He was my first physical guest on the Shallow Oceans show, which I have done now for multiple years. And you can expect that content to also be on YouTube here shortly. Scoo's going to start working on that as well. There's a lot of things in the works. And so, for you guys to be a part of this family and brand means the world to me and like I'm literally going to open up this right now and go to my discord because I want to shout out every time we get a new family member and the new family member is what is this Elicidator? Elicidator. okay Elicidator is a new patreon family member and it's a subscribe to the show because he loved our patreon review the little tease I did for everybody welcome to the family man it's good to have you and for any of you guys who didn't listen to it yet You guys are missing out because this weekend, I'm recording Ghost Stories, Patreon-only review show, and it's going to be podcast only, and I'm going to have so much fun with it because I'm only going to talk about the English dub, and this was made in 2000, and if you have not watched Ghost Stories in English, let's just say that would have been canceled in the first episode with today's shtick and the world we're in. It's insane. (laughs) I'm so pumped. I can't wait to talk about it. I'm super ecstatic. So welcome to the Patreon family. I love you guys so much for sticking around and being a part of this show, this adventure and this brand, and always moving forward with me and seeing where all of this conversation goes because that's what's the best part about this. It's organic. I don't plan any of this. I sit down and just rift. I just love talking to you guys, and I think it's my passion and my purpose. So I would be doing myself an injustice, but mostly you if I didn't give you a part of me. So enjoy the rest of your week. Watch anime your way. Be excited for the hot season and stay cool out there because it's going to be a hot summer. Make sure for like a little tease for your guys' self, buy spring water and put a pinch of sea salt in there, like Celtic sea salt. It'll keep your body hydrated and you will not have to worry about getting any heat strokes or any of that stuff. So love you guys. Stay safe. Get some sunlight. Get some grounding and be excited for Spice and Wolf because it's going to be here before we know it. And I can't wait to talk about it and especially the fun topic we'll have next week. Anime Senpai! Out!